0: Listeners, and it's Adrian here from Arcade Attack. Welcome to another podcast. Joined as always with Dylan. Hello, mister. And my humble and well, uh, more than welcome guest. <laughs> I thought you were
1: going
2: to say, like, <laughs> well traveled.
0: He's part of the pod. Rob, man.
2: Oh, me. I was looking around to see who you were talking about. <laughs> um,
0: I don't know, if you, guys. I know, I know you've probably been thinking of not sleeping well at night with this one thought in your head for many, many years. So it's about time we we put a, a quash and try and move on. I don't want to talk about climate change. <laughs> now I was thinking what it would be like to have, if you were born with horns on your head. <laughs> I mean, I do worry about that occasionally,
1: and it's just like you'd, you'd go through a lot of pillows, wouldn't you? Really, you kind of like spear
2: them a little bit, and like, I don't need your to. Missus,
1: want... Your missus would get a bit annoyed.
2: I don't need to wonder about that because I've read Hellboy. <laughs> and what did Hellboy do about his horns? Uh, I believe um, he got his horns cut off. Yeah, he had them cut off
1: in a pretty brutal fashion, didn't
2: he? <laughs> he did. We don't condone that. and actually, We do not convo- condone the cutting of horns on Hellboys. <laughs> I have also seen the film Legend with Tim Curry as that big horn devil guy. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you, he was also pretty horny in that film. <laughs> <laughs> Frankenfurter style. Uh, yeah, a little bit more like Labyrinth style in the sense that he tried to kidnap a young girl to be his bride. <laughs> I'm just
1: pulling a funny face. I don't even
2: have anything to say. <laughs> it You're was trying to a... grow
0: horns at your head, aren't you? It was yeah.
2: in the 80s. It was a different time. Different time. Different
0: times. Different times. Um. So anyway, yeah, we, we'll talk about horns growing at your head soon because there's a point to it. It'll come soon. Hey. Um, pun intended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> even more bizarre than getting horns in your head. I actually had a kind of spare weekend before Christmas. You know, December when it's so chock a block? Yeah. I actually sat down one day, it was Sunday, and I was like, we ain't doing anything this day. How crazy is that?
2: That doesn't that sound
0: was... more bizarre than having <laughs> cordons. That's me.
1: pretty bizarre, though, having a, a free day over Christmas. <laughs> so it was a lazy
0: Sunday, and I was like, there's, yeah, Tate's doing that, my, my Becca's doing this, I'm, I'm twiddling my thumbs. I thought I'd play a video game, and I was looking through my library, I thought, oh, you know, I might try something a bit new, and I noticed there was a game. Called Ico. Ico, <laughs> Adrian is holding up the game
1: case. So I've, I'm. It's like you know, like you get that thing for for blind people, like that they, they describe what's going on. I'm going to be that guy. Adrian holds up case. Ad, Adrian looks at Dylan furiously. Adrian will now carry on with podcast. Uh, that's fine.
2: But anyway, so I thought Adrian talks into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Because I, I remember picking up IQ a few months before, I thought, yeah, I saw it cheap, I think on eBay, I was just, you know, when you look around eBay, I thought, oh, I've heard about this game before, I've never played it, I've won it, and I just, I put it in my collection, didn't really think about it. You know, we, we, we're all guilty, aren't we?
1: We are, maybe not of that, but i of other things.
0: <laughs> so I thought, it's about time I cracked open this game and tr- and see what all the hype's about, because I've heard about it, you know, and, and Dylan, you tried to put me off, he said, don't play this game, mate, it's terrible. I like, I say, oh, I hate this game. Why
1: are you even bothering with this game? Yeah, you suck. It, <laughs> I think I said, you suck, you suck, you suck, have a nice day. Yeah, that.
0: Basically. So I put it in, I said, against Dylan's wishes, basically, and, um, I really enjoyed it, I have to say. It was amazing. It was, um, I completed it, you know, not in that one day, but over the next sort of two weeks, after work, I'd find an hour here, an hour there. And it, it, didn't, yeah, it didn't take me that long to complete it, but I found the time in between work and stuff. After
2: Did you my...
1: work out all the puzzles all yourself? Well,
2: we'll come to that. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, Dylan, first California games, now this. <laughs> Sounds like you're not for two. Like, hey, You know how much Adrian loves the hacky sack on California games?
1: Me and Adrian aren't
2: really aligning
1: at
0: the minute regards games, but yeah, go on. No. Um, so, Ico is a game that was released in 2001 for the PlayStation 2 and later for the PlayStation 3 in 2011. Um, it's a third-person action game, so action-adventure game published by Sony and developed by Team Ico.
1: By team. <laughs> I like the way that you and Rob kind of do that hang thing where you expect us to somehow miraculously know these things. Well, I, I, I feel like Samsung I just, was Dylan, Dylan does that to Rob. Rob does not respond. <laughs>
0: Um, oh man, Adrian think, carries on talking. I, I carry like on that. talking because, do you know what? When I was playing it, the first few days, of, this is a really good game, but it, something was itching at the back of my mind. I like, well, it just reminds me very similarly of um, Twilight Princess, the Zelda game, and I thought, ah, this game's obviously just stolen a few ideas, but it, this game was made before Twilight Princess. And in your face, Zelda. So I, I no, I, yeah, I, I have to. I apologise. I apologise to Fumito Ueda, Ueda, sorry, who made this game it is basically it is again i don't want to talk too much about the zelda links but it's basically the biggest temple in zelda you can imagine a huge castle and you just need to escape that castle simple as that mm. puzzles um jumping here jumping there and it's that in a nutshell that's basically it with a couple of small aster- asterisks in the corner which we'll talk about um i've got to talk now about the legendary famito ueda now have you heard about this guy before Mm, don't think so a big deal he's he's only made i mean he's, he's worked on a few games but his pro- his proper name has been attached to free now and i know dinan's a sort of fan of shadow of the Colossus. he's uh, this is a sort of after after looking at a playthrough <laughs> <laughs> and he, he's made another game called the last guardian which is a ps uh, ps4 game i believe as well before he was given the sort of rights and the reins to um, make his own sort of games, and he, he originally worked for the legendary uh, Kenji Eno. Have you heard of this dude before? Sounds vaguely familiar. He's quite well regarded in the Sega world, and he he worked on a number of Sega games. I think one of his biggest ones was Enemy Zero, and he also worked on the survival horror series D. So, if you heard of the D horror, yeah, horror D is like um, what
1: do you call it. It's a sequel of.
0: Of oh, balls, okay.
1: Yeah, carry on. I mean, do I'd you like D, yeah.
0: <laughs> Dylan? So for Mito Ueda, he first got his job at Sega in 1995. Started work on a Saturn game called Enemy Zero. Like, like I said, as a, as a simple anim, I say simple anim, I can do it as a, as an animator for the game. Um, I don't remember Enemy Zero. You, uh, no. sounds more like a Keith thing. That so, Keith would know. Keith. He described his time working on this project as arduous. So he didn't particularly like it. Uh, it was behind schedule. I don't think he particularly liked even being in that particular role. And actually, Kenji Eno didn't actually believe Fumito was particularly great as a CG artist. Uh, but he saw a lot of potential in him. He saw a lot of potential for his amazing concepts, designs, the kind of creativity. And he kind of sort of pushed him, saying, well, look, come on, mate. You're okay at animation, but you should be... You're... Made for bigger things, simply as that. Um, he then joined Sony in 1997, and he was, uh, as a first-party developer, where he soon assembled a small team to work on ICO. I mean, for Mito, they must have put a lot of a lot of faith in him. Can you imagine that?
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rob and Robin Dylan looked at each other, not really knowing what to say. Then they concurred that they should
0: say... Yes. I like Famito actually because um when I after the sort of first few days of playing ICO, I, I tweeted out, I said, Brilliant game, love this and I'll talk about some of the tweets I got. Then you
1: had you had me tweeting you going, You you mother <laughs> effer like seriously like
0: get out of here. You did, and I was crying for a little bit, but then Famito Ueda himself liked my tweet. In your face, Dylan. So I, I mean was like, me. I mean yeah. <laughs> um so I want to tell you a bit more about Famito because, it, honestly, he's picked up a huge, huge um, legacy now. People respect him so much, which is, I want not say unusual, but I can't think of many people who have made free games. Only, he's worked on other games before, but to put his name on free games and built up such a huge reputation. I wonder if
2: you can think of any
0: to Ueda. Maybe the guy that made Tetris, to be fair. There you go. chuck that one out there. Surely
2: he only made one game. but That's what I'm saying. There's, In your face, ma- he only made one game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Texted so,
2: gonna... so well, there's no need for me to make any other games ever <laughs> yeah, again. I don't
1: see people doing, like, Ico rip-offs on mobile. In your face, Ico. Sorry. W- well. sorry, Sorry, Ico lovers. I'm a bit of a... Bit of a
0: distraction today, I'll give sorry. you a chance to speak about your views on Ico soon, Dylan, don't <laughs> you worry. So I think I've got a few snippets from Fumito here. I think he'd done a little um, interview with IGN a few years ago, and he said he described himself as a very in- inquisitive child, saying, I enjoyed catching and keeping living things such as fish or birds. Other than that, I like both watching and making animation. Basically, basically I seem to be interested in things that moved. Um, and he loved art at school. He'd, he commented, if I was not in the games industry, I would... Want to become a classical artist or a regard not only games, but also anything that expresses something, be it films, novels or manga, as forms of art. Now, again, Ico, a lot of people have, same with Shadow of the Colossus and The Last Guardian, they regard these as unbelievably artistic games. I mean, people regard these games as, as art. And I don't know, what, do you have an opinion about that? Do you think games can be pieces of art? Robin Dylan look at each other. Dylan has <laughs> something to venture.
1: They're both very the the two I've played, Ico and Shadow, very pretty, very pretty. I mean, they the the PS2 was obviously a massive step up from the PS1, yeah. But these were probably two, maybe the two most beautiful games on the console. That is quite that's quite a thing for yeah. for me to say here. So, really, yeah. Actually, yeah.
2: if you just look at graphics, PS2 titles. It looks so great. Like, that's, I think that's. I haven't, oh. But, haven't, like, having yeah. looked to the play, I haven't played this, but having looked at the playthroughs, kind of, well, I'll, I'll get valid, onto that later yeah. on. But I, it's. I'll, I'll pick up that
1: point. They could, both don't have a great deal of color in them, but if you think about the actual settings, mm. they're not colorful settings. This is like. Such a, a cop out. A nasty. No, but it's, mm. if, if this was, if this castle was colorful, It wouldn't have the same impact. Same with Shadow of the Colossus. If there was, if there was any colour to those colossi and, you know, substantial colour to the background, it'd look too cartoony. The whole point, it's, it's meant to have this kind of darkness, isn't it? Yeah. It's meant to be like, the whole, the whole, the concept of both of them is really
0: dark. When, when Rob makes the story, he'll change his Rob will hear the story and then he will, then But
2: like, look at kind of the main character's clothing. That's meant to be red and it just looks, it looks grey. Everything he's wearing looks grey. Just different shades of grey. I, I don't know. I think it's, it's it looks too washed out. And anyway, to go back to what you asked before, you asked me about games being art. Yes. I think games can have artistic elements to them, but I wouldn't class them as art. I know it's going to be an unpopular viewpoint, especially in 2020. But, uh, I think for me, it has to be something that's presented wholeheartedly, like wholesale, how the artist wanted them, wanted it to be done. That that makes sense. No, I get it. And everyone's had their opinion. I would have to disagree, Rob. I do actually think some
0: games can be so... I think
1: games can be art, yeah, I think it's right, But that is Rob's opinion, no, no. and he's entitled to it. We're
0: not here to argue. No. Um, not like most of the internet. <laughs> we we respect people's opinions. What games do you think, I've got a list here that Fumito speaks about, help influence his style? Oh, definitely Prince of Persia. Yes, definitely. Zelda's. Yes, Definitely. I'll give you a clue. He, is, he was a fan of the Mega Drive and the Amiga as well back in the day. Uh, Another World. Uh, yes, it's on there. I've got the list. Something here. like
1: The Immortal, or no?
0: Haven't got that, but I have got Flashback as well. Flashback. So I've got Flashback, Another World. He also loved Legend of Zelda games, Virtual Fighter, Virtual random. Fighter? not randomly, but I suppose it's kind of the three D elements. Shadow the
1: Beast is that? How many more is on this list?
0: That's about it, really. Okay. No Shadow <laughs> um, of the Beast, no. He was also influenced by Kenji Ino, who we. Um, we spoke about okay, gee, yep. earlier and I, I don't know if you heard about this series Rob I, I maybe didn't you've heard of it but it's a manga series called Galax, Galaxy Express 999 no I'm not nope. on my manga it, it were, it, apparently it was a TV series 1977 to 1981 so he kind of grew up on this I think a Japanese um, space show I, mean, I don't know much about it truthfully Rob and Dill look confused yeah <laughs> they look at Adrian
2: no I'm not, I'm not confused just I'm, I don't know it yeah, I thought I'd ask. Um, So,
0: Ueda's games are considered to have a very distinctive style. There you go. So, Grey, according to Rob. (laughs) Well, look, which Ueda himself describes as designed by subtraction. What do you reckon that means? Subtracting all the colours.
2: No, it means that if you kind of take a pre-existing idea of what it's meant to be, you take away some of the things that people assume are um, necessary in order to create something that's new and works differently. And that people perceive differently in a yeah. way they would conventional versions of that. And
1: Rob's never heard of that concept before. He's just completely guessed that.
2: Well,
0: it's not difficult. <laughs> well, I've got, no, Rob's kind of on the button. He kind of, he, kind of, well, he basically says sparse landscapes, oversaturated lighting, and a, a minimalist, minimalistic story to give his games a personal, distinctive feel. Ueda also admitted that in video games, ideas for a gameplay mechanic should be made first, then complemented by a game's story. Um, I'll go a bit more depth here so in 2008 IGN ranked Ueda as one of their top 100 games creators of all time, saying that his knack for creating atmospheric uh, puzzle playgrounds uh, with mute or near-mute characters instills a sense of isolation yet provides an endearing feeling of hope as the protagonists seek uh, simply to find exodus or redemption from their weather-worn ornate prisons now that's this game does remind me of another world. Because, Redemption. Yeah, you're, you're trying to escape. You're trying to get out of that planet. You, you're working on your own, or are you? We're chucking a little, a little curveball in a minute. But it's, it's very simple. There's hardly any dialogue in this game. Very, very clever. Um, do you want Back of the Box? Only
1: yes. if Rob sings thinking... Back of the Box. Um... <laughs> Come on, you only wrote
0: this the other day. I wrote it months ago. It was months ago. (laughs) Back of the box. Back Back of the box. box. So we're going to give you the back of the box. It says here, Within a world of enchantment and wonder, evil resides in an ancient castle. Aiko, a young born with horns, has been expelled from his village and left within this isolated fortress. Embarking on a perilous quest to save himself, as well as a beautiful princess, Aiko must find a way to escape. Would you say she was beautiful? (laughs) Dylan, beauty's <laughs> in the eye of the beholder. I'm sorry. However, I'd say ethereal is a better description. Ethereal. But go on. However, escaping will be no easy task. Every towering staircase and stone block is a piece of a puzzle. Every open window, dangling chain and razor. This escape illuminates another mystery. It sounds exhausting. It is exhausting.
1: It, sorry.
0: Well,. The back of the box sums it up quite well, and this is not this is not Walker-esque. Okay, don't don't worry, it's not a Walker-esque story. But I've got the manual story. I found there's actually a story. You want to hear it? Yes, let's hear the story. This will this will this might change Rob's tune a bit. It might even change Dylan's tune a little bit. Dylan looks at Adrian, not expecting (laughs) to have his tune changed. Are you ready? The curse. Ico's nightmare began on the day he drew his first breath. At the moment when he was raised up to the light, a scream ran uh, out into the night, for there, in plain view, was the sign, Two Horns, quite small but quite distinct, protruding from either side of the newborn infant's head. That would have been awful to give birth to, but go on. <laughs> <There> was, <laughs> there was but no... they were
1: just small at that point. Uh, regardless, I think all the mums listening to
0: this would say, <laughs> <laughs> oops, There were no joyous celebrations of Iko's birth, no no proud expressions in his father's eyes. His arrival brought only suspicion and fear. The villagers had hoped against hope that the curse might skip their generation. But here was the sign, and it could not be ignored, nor could the the plagues that struck their children or the failure of the harvest year after year. They prayed desperately for the day when the uh, tribulations would end. So all those things were Iko's fault? or No, we'll come to okay. that. That day, as tradition decreed, was the day of Iko's 12th birthday. At dawn, the faceless horseman came for Iko. His family did not try to resist, nor did they weep for the loss of their child. Right. Iko's fate had been decided long ago. Damn! Them. What do you reckon his fate is? To be drowned like the devil child he is? Mm, close. It's not quite... It's bad oh, it's not quite
1: that to be locked away in a weird castle forever yes the what's horse what's the point of that what? just cause they, that's what they like to do with horn guys it, yeah Rob this will
0: explain it the horse... this will explain it <laughs> Rob it's coming <laughs> the horseman rode deep in, into the dark twisting forest although Ico did not know what his final destination was to be he could feel his fear rising with every moment that passed after many hours an ancient fortress ruin came into view It stood vast and foreboding against the stormy horizon. Iko could hear the sound of waves crashing against the rocky cliffs below. His heart began to pound in his chest as he searched desperately for a way to escape, but found none. His time had come. No! Ignoring his desperate cries, the horseman dragged the terrified boy through the fortress gates and into a vast stone hall. Its walls were filled from floor to ceiling with rows of strange stone caskets. It was at this moment that Iko realized what his fate was to be. The horseman bundled him into a casket and, and pulled the heavy stone lid closed, shutting out the light forever. Iko was left alone in the darkness, sentenced to spend the rest of eternity in silent torment. But now fate had granted a reprieve. Iko would discover that he is not alone in this mysterious place. A young game uh, girl, sorry, a young girl named Yorda has been held captive in the fort in the fortress consumed by loneliness and sorrow not to be conf- not to be confused with Yoda no not to be confused with Yoda uh, yeah confused not Dylan um, with Ico's encouragement she will begin to have hope once more however they will quickly discover that the entire castle is a prison a fortress from which escape will not be easy shadowy spirits emerge from gloomy corners desperate to drag Yoda back into the darkness Every twisting staircase, creaking door, and towering pillar is part of a larger puzzle. Each torch and shaft of light only serves to illuminate another mystery. But together, if the pair persevere, they will uh, surely find a way out, a way back
2: to the light. Mm. So,
0: like, is Yorna a ghost woman? It's never explicitly explained, but Yorda and Aiko seem to be in slightly different, um, beings. Okay. Freaks. The freaks! <laughs> Put the freaks together in the castle! Shut the door! And they
1: like sitting on these random sofas that just kind of appear <laughs> around the game. Yeah, the,
0: the random sofas are extremely useful. They're the save points. Uh-huh. Put that in your typewriter and... Yeah. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Don't need no ink ribbon for those. Yeah. Look, that's basically the story. I like it. Um, You're a small boy with horns. You're basically sacrificed. You're chucked away, and the, the intro is quite good actually. I like the intro. It's again, there's not much speech. It, it, you're chucked in this tomb, and for you, in an earthquake. It, it kind of you're kind of encased in this kind of um, tomb, and an earthquake makes you tumble to the floor. You get knocked out. You wake up, and very very soon you realise that Yorda she's in like this massive bird cage. So you have to you, you basically uh, hanging up above the ceiling. You jump on it, it swings down. You both escape. And that's where the, the 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 game properly starts. Love it. Um, I, I love those sort of games where the intro you can kind of play. If that makes sense. So before mm-hmm. you get to Yorda, you kind of work around, play around, jumping around a little bit. Uh, it, it's a good tutorial. I like, I like it. that.
1: Until I played The Last of Us. Everyone at home who's played that Haven't played will, it will know why I don't like that.
0: No spoilers. Carry on. No no spoilers. I don't want to. Now, obviously, gonna s I'm gonna. I will say some spoilers today. So I, I'm sorry, but it is an old game. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you want to play the game, I do recommend it. Obviously. So,
1: so now, if you want, if you don't want the spoilers, turn this off now.
0: Well, yeah, I'm going to go sort of, play it and then
2: come back. Up. Uh, I think whenever you're going to do a spoiler, you should go. <laughs> <laughs> so if people have a few seconds to uh, plug their ears or fast forward. Maybe, or we could just yeah, we can copy or we could and paste. Just say there's some spoilers coming.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or I could just say it and say sorry. Whoops, spoiler alert. My bad. <laughs> um, you find out quite soon that Yorda had had been imprisoned by an e- the evil queen. I, I can't remember what the queen's name is. There's not many characters in this game. I mean, there's only four really, if you count them. There's, there's yourself, Ico. There's Yorda. There's the queen who, who comes in and out of the game now and then, as in cutscenes mainly, mm. and these shadowy monsters. That's it. That's it. That, it's simple, and in a way, I respect the game for that. It's so. It doesn't try too hard, and I. You know I love Zelda games, okay? Zelda games are a commitment. You have to level up, get this new weapon, inventory here, do this, do that. Ico is almost like a simplified Zelda game, and that is not meant as a... That's supposed to, it's almost a compliment in a way. It was such a great game to pick up and just get get involved into. Um, I'll tell you a little bit more about how Ico was developed, the ideas, how it came about. So, Ico, so for Mito, he wanted to create a very minimalistic game Simply around a boy meets girl. That was his big thing. Um, originally planned for the PlayStation 1. There you go. Ico took approximately four years to develop. Again, they must have a lot of faith in this guy. I mean, Yeah, he's, whoa. Four years is team like... Team Ico. Even in those days, that's mad. Four that's years. That's mad. And he, let's, let's be honest. Fumito, even though he's a talented dude, he didn't do much before this. Let's be honest. So fair play to Sony, in a way, for giving him so much faith. Um, the team employed a subtracting design approach to reduce elements of gameplay that interfered with the game's setting and story in order to create a high level of immersion. Um, The original inspiration for Ica was actually a TV commercial we saw, apparently, of a woman holding the hand of a child while walking through the woods and the manga series, like I said, Galaxy Express 999, where where a woman is a guardian for a young hero as they adventure through the galaxy, which he thought about adapting to a new idea for video games. Oh my words, Tell me, what other video games can you hold the hands of, uh, friendly characters? Dylan and Rob
1: look at each other again.
0: The amount of times. They don't know what to say. Look at this. You you yank Yorda's hand. I, I really feel sorry for her, actually. Because um, yeah, she can't run as fast as Ico. No, you know, Yorda's slower. She's not, she can't jump as well. She's a, she's skittish, you know, for a better word. She, she's scared quite often and she goes, ah, yeah, and she, but there's, mm. you can't talk to each other. You, you, you don't understand each other. You don't have, you, 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 sp- you don't speak the same
1: language. No. like all of her stuff, you get these weird symbols come on the so screen. She, you go,
0: hey, you do little grunts and stuff. And, and then, then she d- goes, blip, blah, blip. Basically, yeah. That's it. And the way you gotta almost communicate is almost through force. I don't know what I'm saying. If you drag her, it's like, follow me, come this way. Mm. You know, and you, and you go and she jumps over chasms. You gotta pick her up. Absolutely incredible. Um, You're just this bloody women, eh, Adrian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I love this. Apparently, um, there were three aesthetics, three, three design things or, or almost rules that, that um, Fimito wanted to to have in this game and he didn't want to ever lose sight of. So number one, he wanted to make a game that would be different from others in the genre. There you go. Number two, feature an aesthetic style that would be consistently artistic. And number three, play out in an imaginary yet realistic setting. And I think... I think the castle looks like um it can be uh, what do you reckon the castle scene? I think it it does have kind of old-fashioned british castles about it. But it's got weird hard to explain torches. It's almost got some I don't know some pipes, gothic gothicy stuff going on. It's it's hard to place. It's not like oh that's a castle from the UK or no. that's a, you know it, it's mixing certain genres. Or certain ideas, and I think it works particularly well. Personally, kind of dark, oh, yeah. mysterious. You know, it's it like,
1: great. Like I said, it's like yeah, it, it, does, it
0: and
2: shadow of the colossus. It does look a little bit like one of those Lord of the Rings castles. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. So outside of the kind of our universe, a bit Dungeons like,
1: and dragons
0: I haven't really played that because you play it with your mind. Anyway, sorry. It's tangent. One reason why this game didn't do particularly well. Well, one reason they think this game didn't do particularly well originally especially in the US was the screen okay the graphics I think are amazing and we'll talk more in a minute about it Mm -hmm. our views on it I think the graphics are incredible but when you play the game there's no health bar there's no points there's no Mm -hmm. infantry there's nothing going on it's literally the game and when that was transcribed in magazines it almost looked a bit too plain Mm -hmm. so the game does not do justice with just solid pictures, I believe. You've got to almost see it in your eyes. Would would that
2: detract you from the the game if you still you know, if you saw this in the magazine? Not consciously, but maybe subconsciously my mind would go, eh, yeah. looks a bit it unfinished.
1: I wanted it at the time because I was when when I first got the PS two, I was quite into story driven things. You know, I wanted Silent yeah. Hill two, I wanted Code Veronica, I wanted sort of story driven. I wasn't too bothered about having points and a life gauge and da 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 so this in shadow, of the colossus did did appeal, but I suppose there would have been a large chunk of the market that would have been, oh, how do I rack up a high score on this? Or where's my heart thing? Yeah. How did how did you,
0: like because you can die on this, can't you? If you die, uh if you die, and how
1: do you know whether I've forgotten? How how do you know when you're near death
0: on this? You don't. You, you literally you only die if you fall off a cliff or or. Those spirity things kill her. No, you. The spirity things actually they can't kill you. They can kill Yorda. They can kill you they suck her, if they grab her, they can suck her into a sort of black hole. It, yeah. It appears in the ground. And if she's in there too long, you can pull her out. Which yeah. is amazing animation by the way, where they pull her out. Yeah. But if, if she's in it too long, game over. Yeah. So the game can finish if you die from a height, um or if if she if she dies. If she gets like those yeah. yeah. Or if you Spoiler alert! Get killed at the end by the final boss. Oh. The only boss is one boss in the game. I'm, I'm sure you guess who it is. Um, gameplay. I'll, I'll, I'll let Dylan chip in later with the gameplay, yeah. and, and he's got a few views. But for yeah, me personally, for me personally, I loved it. Okay, so it reminded me a little bit of Sleepwalker in the sense that you always have to. In most games, you're worrying about yourself, aren't you? Yeah. But in this game, you've always got to keep Yord in the background. You can't leave her on her own too long. The shadowy monsters can pop up from almost nowhere, and you've got to take her with you. If you go to different rooms, if you go into yeah. a different room, for example, and she's left in a sort of diff- uh, a different room, that's when that's when trouble starts. So you always mm. have to take her with you. So I love the idea, and it, in a way, it could, it could sound almost like, oh, that's annoying. I've always got to keep an eye on this person. Oh, here we go again. But it just added so much to the story, like. I'm looking at, I've got to wet this puzzle out, but I've got to take Yorda here first. Mm-hmm. So you really have to use your brain. And again, the puzzles we can talk about a bit later as well, but I, I think it's amazing. Okay. And Yorda, she's not, she does bring some, some stuff to the table as well. Do you remember the special powers she has, Dylan? Uh, she can zap things, can't she? Yeah. What? Well, she's, she lights up places. She lights up places. There's certain platforms. And- that she can help move, like almost. That's like, it.
1: She can move certain things and her. And open doors. Mind. She can open doors. Yeah. And, uh, yeah.
0: Um, but like, like we said earlier, she's not as good at jumping. She's not as fast as you. So sometimes to get her up to a higher level, you've got to sort of jump up yourself and, and pull your hand down. Mm. Oh, I don't know. The um, animation of that is incredible. Okay. It's, it's amazing. Um, yeah. So, uh, you, yeah. It does remind me from Buddy from Another World and Sleepwalker, and that's a bit of a weird um, thing to, to link it to. And the whitish glow um, around Yorda—it's obviously doesn't quite belong uh, with you, if that makes sense. You're,
2: you're different beings, and mm. you—ah, you, you, s- you sound like the Evil Queen talking. <laughs> I do, I do a little bit, but, but
0: she's—you, you know, there's a good person. She's a good person. You're a good person. You, but she's be- is
1: ethereal, isn't it? So it's just like, yeah. just like, kind of like other. <clears throat> Plain, other dimension kind of lady.
0: Yeah, hundred percent.
1: That sounds um, like quite a good chat line, doesn't it? Like <laughs> you're an you're an other dimension
0: kind of lady. I'll give you a drink. In the game, like I said, there's shadow monsters that appear. They, now they're quite scary looking. Okay, and but but it does annoy me a little bit. There's only one real type of enemy. There's, there's two types of shadowy monsters. Ones a kind of small, little ball on the floor, but most of these kind of human esque shadowy monsters and. If they knock you down, I mean, Aiko, he's, he's not got a good chin in boxing. He's knocked down for a long time. No, he's got like an Amir Khan kind of chin, isn't Basically. he, Basically. So if you're knocked down, they've the, the Shadow Monsters have got a good chance of grabbing Yorda, flying her over, and, and taking it into your pit. You've got to be quick. Um, You start the game with a stick, you can progress to slightly more advanced weapons. Truthfully... You can get a sword in there. Yeah, open. truthfully, I only got the sword, but there are ways you can get a mace as well, if you do a few oh, extra the mace. puzzles. Yeah. And there is a way... A little, jumping ahead a little bit but you can get almost like a lightsaber I think it's like a special sort of easter egg secret yeah so that's Yoda style for you full circle Yoda there you go <laughs> um, so basically yeah protecting rescuing Yoda is one of the main primary gameplay elements of ICO before we move on Dylan because I want to talk more about the, the, the story and how it moves on what's your view on the gameplay and your opinion sucks the life out of you Pardon, pun in, pun intended <laughs>
1: it's not one for casual gamers do you game? not think no because it does, it requires every bit of you. You can't just like dive in and out of Ico because to get out of every single room, it's something so convoluted that a basic mind like myself can't really grasp it. Thus reaching for playthroughs, walkthroughs, et etc. et cetera. Yeah. But you know, if you've, if you've got tenacity and if you're Really, you know, enjoying the graphics and everything, enjoying the story, then I'm sure you'll get through it better than I did. But it's not—it's not a game for me. I say, but again, you know, like I said, with Shadow of the Colossus, I had to look up how to beat mm. each colossi because I couldn't—I literally couldn't work it out. Even though, even though know, Shadow of the Colossus has a has a thing where if you hold up the sword, it gives you a clue as to where the like the the sort of the points are and stuff. But even with that, I couldn't work it out. So. That's just me being a thicko, but yeah, it's
2: just, yeah. Yeah, I've never played this. I've only kind of watched the. Look uh, at how
1: complex the puzzles are. Yeah, I mean, it's just, to actually get to those by yourself.
2: I mean, I'm going to preface this by saying that uh, while I can listen to all kinds of obscure music and I can happily what sit through like a three and a, a three hour film that moves at a snail's pace where nothing happens, I think my taste in games is pretty much the exact opposite. I like it to be arc- arcadey, action packed, mm-hmm. fast moving, and this just looks I. I know I'm going to sound cretinous saying this, but it looks really boring. I'm not a fan of like games with lots of puzzles, especially ones we have to lead other people around. Mm.
0: Look, I, this game, like I said, it reminds me of a Zelda game, and you know how much I love those games. So mm. it,
2: it kind of—really, you've never mentioned it, it before. <laughs> <laughs> you never mentioned Zelda before, and.
0: Yeah, I'm used to moving blocks around. I'm used, to, you know, some of the puzzles literally... Something
1: could... like this one that we're watching now, so we're sort of watching the walkthrough as, yeah. we're, as, as we're chatting, is over a pressure pad, isn't it? Yeah, Block got, over yeah. a pressure pad. Something like that, okay, I can just about grasp. But you're like, pulling random blocks, like jumping up to little things, like she won't move from certain points, and you're like, why the hell won't you move? And you're like, oh, it just, it got, oh wow. it just got, it's so frustrating. I've got a funny feeling that if you'd have picked this up when it first came out, the graphics would have just sucked you in. Now, when you look at the graphics, obviously they're, they're by today's standards they're basic, aren't they? It's still a mm. pretty
0: game. I still think it looks great. To be it's fair, it's still
1: a pretty game, but technically, you know, it's full of rough edges. I mean, it doesn't. You know, it doesn't. I'm not sure whether it.
2: Uh, yeah, kind of, t- it doesn't.
1: It doesn't. At the same time, oh, you know it's, after, it's yeah. coming
2: back to the syndicate thing when we were talking about syndicate a while back. Mm. Like it's every bit looks the same. Yeah, more or less, like it's all kind of the same color, and I don't know. I, I'm but just then, not a fan. Uh, but see, if Ico had put in more color, it well, I think it would have looked worse. Mm. It's, it's just a whole lot of
1: contradictions. i like everything I speak about Ico is just a big old contradiction.
2: Would it have made a play any
1: worse? What do you mean? I think it would have had, wouldn't have had the same feel. I mean, the whole. I think one of the points of Ico, as I'm getting from Adrian's love of it. Is the feel of it, the kind of, the kind of, Mm. the despair and the kind of the darkness and the whole, you know, and she's the kind of the be, your beacon of light. There was other kind of colorful bits in it.
0: Yeah. Actually, there are some amazing landscape bits where you see almost lush green, but you're still kind of trapped. So trapped
1: in the, and you can see the lush, the lushness
0: over there, but you're like stuck in the castle. It's Um, It's not your, your guys cup of tea. I get that. And, but it is my cup of tea. I'll drink about a million icos. With mean, people at home screaming at me and Rob, don't worry. <laughs> like. Yeah, it's, it's hugely, I mean, I love it. I have to say. And I, I. I kind of disagree, didn't I? I think it is a kind of pick-up-and-play. I put like an hour here, half an hour here, or oh, tried a few things. I mean, there are a lot of sofas around. There are, which sofas. is good. <laughs> which is good. And I but... use those sofas a lot. I used to kill... Well, I've killed these monsters now, and so let me, just, let me, oh, let me I'll have a little sit-down have a cup of tea. And you have to you literally have to yank your one to the... Sa- sit down now.
1: Yeah, like she, You actually have to get her to the save point, don't you? Otherwise, you can't save it.
0: Yeah, she has to sit on, on the sofa with you. <sighs> Look. Bloody, oh. it. <laughs> you know I love these sort of games. And yeah. it's just like I mentioned earlier guys, there's lots of similarities to the look and feel of Twilight Princess. Even which, though this came before, apparently. Apparently. Uh, similar sort similar of times. I mean, I think Twilight Princess came towards the end of the GameCube. You could even say that Yorda is a Twilight Princess. There, see, that's what initially annoyed me a bit about Ikei's, Are oh, they just ripped it off from Zelda. And obviously, he's got inspiration from previous Zelda games, but mm. this is this is Twilight Princess, really. Okay, mm-hmm. with, with, with just a bit simpler, um, sort of darker story, which, which I really, really like. Right, I want to talk about. This is just a bit of a spoiler now. There's about three quarters into the game. I think I forced Dylan to watch it earlier. You oh. think? Oh my words! There's two big gates basically, and you've got a. There's two sort of areas of the castle. You open this area, one gate opens. You do lots of puzzles. The other gate opens, and you see the bridge, and you can escape, and you you can take your. It's, we've done it. We've escaped, and you take your on the bridge. She keeps on falling over, brother. I know. I'm like, Wait, the time is not on your side. She keeps on <laughs> falling over. Well, there's there's no time limits this game. There is no time limit, but there is that kind of sense sense of I need to finish. There's foreboding. You got to get out of there quickly. You've got to escape the Queen. Yeah. But then, oh man, I don't like this bit. You, you 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 can pull her about halfway over the bridge, and all of a sudden she keeps falling on the floor, and something something. Then all of a sudden the bridge, there's lightning bolts come up, they electrocute her. The bridge starts dragging. You know, you're at one side of the bridge, and she's on the other. You jump over there to rescue her, and then the Queen turns up. No up Queen. And there's a darkness, there's dark shadow that goes over, and basically y- you find out relatively soon that the Queen is going to use Yorda as a sort of vessel. She's going to use her to, for, to get her youth back, basically. So Yorda has to stay in the castle. And what's really interesting, this is a bit where, Rob, you might prefer, actually. Basically, you're hanging onto the bridge, and, and as soon as the Queen comes and the shadow goes over Yorda's fingers, you fall to the, the ground. I'm like, wow, is this game over? What's happened? But it's quite an interesting part of the game where you're just on your own. And you're, you go into the real depths, the real, the, 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 the the, seedy underbelly. Oh, it's, it's like almost of, the dungeons. Of the, the, the really dark, you have to get up on the shore. Mm. It's, oh, it's crazy. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. But see,
1: I didn't watch it from that point onwards because I wanted you to tell me about the rest
0: of it. <laughs> well, you finally, again, I like this bit. You get through different parts. And one really clever bit of the game is you, you get into this room, this big chamber, and it sort of leads. You can see the sea. You're like, oh, that's interesting. You see, you see a boat there. Now, what's the boat? Mm. You, you can't do anything with the boat. you think, oh, That's interesting. Little boat. And then you finally make your way up to the to to, to actually where you started the game to the, the tomb. You actually. Think, wh- why, like, al- why am I help? Why would <laughs> you come back? But then you see Yorda on the floor. Oh my god, she looks terrible. It's like she's got no life in her.
2: It's like she's she- gone all white, gone all pale. <laughs> no, she's no, the she's opposite. Dark grey. <laughs> she lost oh, all paleness. And there's this she's sh- got a tan. She's got a tan. You, you go over there to rescue
0: her, and all of a sudden, oh wow! I thought there was a glitch in the game. One shadow monster comes to kill it. Another. I was like, oh my words, I've killed about 10 shadow monsters, but I, I thought I've, I must have killed about 50 of them and they're still coming. But what's really clever, if you notice, each tomb, there's, oh man, the room is chock-a-block with these these tombs. I think once you kill one of these shadow monsters, a light goes out on each tomb, so you have to kill, it must be about 100, it might have even more, these shadow monsters. Oh man, that been, sounds like a chore. Is it, it is it nice or is it a chore? No, but once you realise that the lights or is are on Was it like the on, bit at the end of Shenmue when you basically just kick everyone's asses? <laughs> a no? bit like that. Okay. Because you thought, oh, kill the shadow monsters. If I can get rid of all the lights, maybe I can finally rescue Yorda then. But mm. no, she's still on the floor. But a door, you managed to open a door behind her. Oh wow. Queenie. Face off time. Queenie. It's like Travolta versus Cage face-off. Brilliant. And it just reminds me, I love, you know I like oh, Ganondorf as an enemy in Zelda. It just reminds me of that. It's the final showdown that Queen she's angry. She's, she gives you a chance to say, leave now. Or you, know, or I, or you will die. And, but you are brave. You are Aiko. You've come to rescue Yorda. Even though you think it might be too late. If you do leave, <laughs> does the game finish? No, it's a cutscene, so you can't choose. Can you imagine? Oh. Okay, sorry, Queen. It's not like Streets of Rage <laughs> where you can
1: say, "Yeah, I will join your crew," <laughs>
0: and then get chucked back down
1: a couple of levels.
0: Oh, I like, I like the. And actually, I should say, the final before you get to, just before you get to the final boss, you do get a new sword. Actually, a new sort of it looks, yeah, it's not a lightsaber, but it's kind of it's it's again, it looks like the Master Sword a bit from Zelda, there a little bit, <laughs> kind of kind of glowy. Oh, it's brilliant. Do you want? to... Can, I, can we talk about the final boss? Are we allowed? Yeah, to? do it. Yeah. So the final queen, she she is, oh man, shooting up f- fireballs at you. You've got to dodge it around pillars. And you basically have to run up to her, um, stab her with your sword. Give her a with stabby sword. stabby. Then as soon as you hit her, <laughs> the sword flings off. And you have to leg it. You have to leg it to get the sword again. And it's clever dodging. It takes a few hits. It took me a few guys to do it, truthfully. But finally, you get your sword. Have it, queenie. The queen. No. And that, that, and then, oh, and then the, then you think that's over, you think you've done it. Then the castle collapses.
1: No, oh. And this There's is. There's always a self-destruct
0: sequence, Adrian. Yeah, if you don't, you haven't <laughs> learned this from games now. <laughs> oh man, it, it, it's brilliant. So you, the, 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 the walls are falling behind you. Um, and actually, I think you get knocked out and Yorda comes up as she looks, doesn't look well. She looks compl- like half dead, but she somehow carries you to the boat. Oh, now she's strong. Yeah, now
2: that she's
1: like... Now she wakes up. uh, Yeah. Um,
0: Oh, I loved it. It was so nice. And you felt, oh, Yorda, thank you. And she carries you to the boat. And what's really sad is you kind of know she can't leave with you. She's kind of stuck in that castle. She lets the boat off. Well, it's a bit of luck because you see loads of things falling around you. It's a lovely cut scene, beautiful Mm. scenes. The boat just swims away. You're still unconscious. You know what's going on. Mm. And Yorda just almost weighs you off. Oh, sad. That's, and that's, then the credits
1: come. That's tear jerking. That's tear jerking. And that's but, the story.
0: But there's a but. Oh, after the credits, you you wash up on a desert island, and you literally you can play this bit. You can literally walk around this desert island. What, what is this? And um, and again, what I love about this game is you just think, oh, you can just walk up and down this beach. It's kind of the end of the game. Mm. It kind of explains what's going to happen next. You've got a new life, a new beginning. Mm. But if you keep walking up this beach, it felt like ten minutes. It probably was a couple of minutes. If mm. you kept walking up and up. You see something washed up in the sea, don't you? Oh no, who's washed up? A girl. No. That looks, s- looks quite similar to someone you've been trying to rescue for who's all the game. Well, it doesn't explicitly tell you, but it looks like it's the human version of Yorda. No. Mm-hmm. And then finally she wakes up and yes. How did she get off the castle thing? Well, we'll never know.
1: Yeah. We'll never know. <laughs> uh, do
0: you know what
1: I think? Go I love it. I love a happy ending, sorry Rob. I do I do love a happy ending.
2: Especially after <coughs> what you've been through. I think that uh that was a real girl and that kind of thing you were meant to be saving wasn't even a real person. So basically you have Ico, this evil horn child who murdered this queen, who was just trying to kind of carry out a basic, <laughs> you know, kind of process a basic to duties. stay stay alive. You know, without her, the cast collapses. Probably all those all those like kind of beings, you refer to as quote-unquote monsters. You know they're monsters. How dare you make that assumption? Ha- they might just be kitchen hands or something. <clears throat> the, the shadow monsters you find out kind of were people like you who were put in the tombs. You see? Oh. She's keeping all of them alive, giving them eternal life, <laughs> and evil like Ico kills the queen. <laughs> and what for nothing? Like that ghost kind of being dies anyway. Ico, and the, what and I like be. the girl was on the island all the time? Mm.
0: there's lots of people wagging their fingers now they're shaking we've made a lot of people angry on their drives home now sorry guys. yeah because it's yeah it's it's I'm, i would love to hear Fumito's opinion about your story rob Whether you nailed it give me the first person i prefer adrian's version of the story <laughs> yeah. um oh man just looking at now this ju- the the gameplay is amazing i i think ps one games ps2 games they sometimes they're, they're testing out 3d graphics and sometimes in these kind of freely open world sort of games it's hard to navigate well isn't it
1: mm-hmm.
0: it, it the camera swings around personally i had no trouble I, it was never like oh i meant to go left but it kind of went a weird angle it's so, the camera is pretty good in this it's spot on mate you know the ca- the ga- you always if you make a bad jump it's on you it's not the game's fault it's not bad no. camera angles and i like how in
1: certain sort of um if you're near something that looks pretty it will kind of swing round so you can kind of see everything, and it because you can control it yourself quite a little bit with the with the with the right analogs. A little through. bit, yeah. But then it like the way it kind of like swings around; it's very pretty, and, and it's very clever how it s- does it.
0: Yeah, some of the lands like there's a lovely windmill. We're just looking at that; it, it's absolutely mm. incredible. Like, windmills, they've got huge pillars, castles. Mm. It's again, I I love the look and feel of it. I think And look, the, the good example here of Yorda trying to jump over; she you, you can't reach oh, it without your help. And sometimes you think she's going to fall, but no, you can catch her. You can always catch her. You can always catch her. Um, my favourite and the animation for the characters is amazing. My favourite by far, and it's a bit of a weird one. Is honestly just grabbing Yorda's hand. The animation, you mm. s- I'm sure. I don't know if I imagine it, but when you're pulling it, it's got that kind of shock, you know, in the in the, in the PlayStation controller. I'm sure mm. it's that little. A little, a little shock, tug. A little, little tug. You can really feel it. Um, you can almost... I wouldn't want to see a, a, a ch- ch- chiropractor, Bill, at the end of it, though. Her <laughs> poor shoulders at the end of it. You <laughs> know what I mean? Um, I've written a review about the game. It's on, it's on the... Um, it's on the site. On the have site. a read. Have a read. Um, beautiful game. If you're looking for a kind of very simple Zelda game... Uh, I, look, I put my hands up, Dylan. I did use a walkthrough once or twice. I won't lie. Oh, did I d- you now? I did. And I felt, I felt bad... <laughs> But, you know, I was desperate to keep going. I thought, how do I do this puzzle? And it's pretty obvious, I think, overall. But I've been, I've grown up on these games, mate. You know, yeah. Ocarina of Times and stuff like this. There are a few negatives. There you go. There's, oh, here we go. Here we go this go is where, on then. It's a short game. Not for me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: There you go. That that negative that you have is not a negative
0: for me because I'm too stupid to play. It keeps a record of how long it took me. I think it took me about eight hours to complete. I think the average sort of gameplay is about six to eight hours. I Mm. didn't want to rush it. I wanted to take my time trying to work out the puzzles myself most of the time, truthfully. Uh, But you can. it's quite a short game in the grand grand scheme of things. Mm. Um, The fighting in the game is relatively simplistic. It's literally... Swish, 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 swish. Left, swish, right you know, you can jump around with your sword a bit, but it's not too much, there's not many different action buttons for your swords and weapons. Um, but that's about the, neg- the only negatives I can find, really.
2: did you get a bit bored like seeing the princess being grabbed every five minutes and having to do the same thing over and over?
0: No. Um, I'll tell you why I did it, uh, uh, Rob, because the, the the shadow monsters, I know they come up, it looks like they come up very often, but it, if you get rid of them, they are gone in that stage forever. Does that make sense? So it's not like they keep coming back and if, they don't come as often as you may realize. And it, it doesn't get. If they kept coming all the time, or. Oh, I hate respawning in yeah, games. Yeah, if they kept respawning, it would get annoying. But I think they've just about got it right, personally. Mm. Just about. Do you want some trivia about the game? Love a bit of trivia. We love the trivia. Uh, oh. Look at this. Look at the cover. Look it's gorgeous.
1: Uh, it, it's a lo- it's a nice cover for the ca- the game. I love it. It's like nice and it's a nice little setting and it's a nice like you know nicely drawn. It was looks almost
2: like the background of a Can Salvador Rob, Dali
0: painting. The, uh, well, the original artwork, which I think was actually done for Ica, I think it was done by Fumito himself. He was an artist a bit as well. I Don't quite be like completely <laughs> sure, but I think he did it. It was inspired by quite a famous surrealist painter called Giorgio Di Chirico, um, and he's got. I've been looking at it. He's got a famous picture of a, of a lighthouse. I love that kind of muted artwork. It's, I find it incredible, personally. It's really up my alley. Um, like I said, it was originally supposed to be for a PlayStation, but development was halted and then continued for the PS2. Um, yeah. Um, the European limited edition version has a double cardboard sleeve case and contains four postcard-sized art cards. I haven't got those. I've got that, but not the... Cards. Someone's had those away. Fair enough. Um, In 2004, an author, uh, Miyuki Miyabi, released a novel in Japan based on the game. She wrote it because of her love of the game. Fan fiction? I haven't. I don't know if it's. Well, (laughs) Rob, I don't know how big it is. I'm not sure if it's like a proper legit. It
1: could be bigger than fan fiction. We we don't know. We don't know. Um, But that is what it is, literally. Yeah, but she's a fan. She made the fiction,
0: but it could be. International bestseller, Ico. Yeah. And uh, there are rumours that a film adaptation of Ico and maybe also um, Shadow of the Colossus uh, might be made into a film,
2: which I would watch. I don't know if I would watch that. <laughs> Fair enough. Would you want to watch it more than Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie?
0: You know what? I probably would, if I'm being completely honest with you. I like the simple story of Ica. I think it's it, it could be done pretty well as a film. Could you because get Jim... Could you horseshoe Jim Carrey into... Who would he play? The Queen, maybe. Can you imagine? Horseshoe. Shoehorn, I mean. Yeah, <laughs> horseshoe. Yeah. Want to horseshoe Jim Carrey? <laughs>
1: you can get Jim Carrey to be uh, Yorda. I will
0: eat you, Yorda. Forever.
1: <laughs> no, he's meant to be Yorda. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, Jim Carrey's Yorda.
0: That'd be yeah, weird.
1: Yeah. And um, Melissa McCarthy is Ico. Right,
2: I'm there not... you go. I should be a casting. I should be casting. <laughs> the queen that's does look a lot like Angelina Jolie and Maleficent. There you go. Yeah, we can get good, Angelina actually.
1: Jolie in. That's a good cast.
0: Now, guys, I know you got to take this with a pinch of salt, but looking around the internet, I you're going to say this is ridiculous. But I found 11 perfect 100% scores for ICO. Now, on you know some of the sources are more reputable than others. Were they from art museums? <laughs> well, for example. PlayStation Illustrated, never heard of that. Never heard of that one. But they gave it one hundred percent. So I've got a few little quotes just to finish things off. And they said, "I had to think long and hard about giving ICO a perfect score. It does have its slight control issues, and some people may be offended by the length. But in the end, ICO is the most brilliant experience I've had on the PS2, and perhaps the most brilliant adventure game I've ever played. Every PS2 owner worth their salt should have this game in their library, and adventure fans doubly so." Being immersed in the world of Ico and Yorda is like nothing how much, else. How much salt is a person worth? And when you surface <laughs> at the end, you'll probably find yourself thinking about the game more than any other you've played, and that's a fantastically good sign. Put short, Ico is simply amazing. Hey, I, I agree. I think when when you when you find yourself on that shore and you finally see that that washed up woman on the beach, a lot goes through your head. You think, ah, oh, yes, is it is it is this the happy ending? I want kind of yes.
2: I'm still standing by my interpretation. Well, maybe I like mm. Adrian's interpretation. Maybe Pete... Rob's trying to sour sour the. the I mean, the you guys probably think like Daniel's a hero of Karate Kid.
0: Well, no, it's obviously Johnny is the hero Danny. of Karate Kid. Of course he is. Well, I've met Johnny, haven't I? I met him. Did you yeah, Did you no.
2: tell him that you regarded him as a hero and Daniel was a a horrible upstart who stole his girlfriend and got a, like an old Japanese man to beat her up teenagers and stuff I had like a second with him he was like shake your hand take a picture
0: cheers mate Johnny Lawrence Bob's your uncle maybe PSX Extreme can change your mind Rob because they again also gave it 100%
1: Who? I don't even okay it's just
0: Adrian's (laughs) alter (laughs) ego Ico remember those or ICO there you go remember those three letters for the rest of your gaming life (laughs) Ico stands out among the pack as one of the most awe inspired games to hit the console since the release of Final Fantasy VII, It's actually wouldn't, say all inspired games. Yes,
1: wouldn't wouldn't it be funny if I actually forgot the letters I, C, and O out of <laughs> out of the out of the alphabet? That'd be kind of funny. I'm like, guys, there's like only twenty three letters in the alphabet. Like, what's going on?
2: Me, Aunt, yeah. <laughs> m- <laughs> v- me We <laughs> me can't Me can't speak so.
0: S M R T. Well, the <laughs> The unbelievably gorgeous visuals that feature a level of detail never quite seen in a game before are beyond words. Describing something as beautiful as Ico is hard to do. Ico is hands down the best adventure puzzle game of our time. Zelda, Mario, and Lara Croft have nothing on Ico. Wow. Nothing. They put the word nothing again. Exclamation mark. Ico plays like... They used an exclamation mark. They did. Oh, God. This This is respected, this PSX Extreme, mate. Ico plays like no other game. The sheer brilliance that is in this title is a title that doesn't just come along as frequently as it really should. Ico is a journey to be remembered from the moment you pick up the controller to the moment the credits roll. Which is technically wrong because after the credits, there's still a bit of <laughs> um, It's quite possible that very few games will be able to compare what Sony's Ico has just achieved. I'd especially like to see Nintendo pull something off, but at that rate, they're going. It doesn't seem likely. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> ah,
2: controversial. I know, right? Do you think that guy is one of those people who switched off when the credits came and never got to see the end bit? Like there's people who go to see a Marvel film and then. Oh don't my god! Wait. You have
1: to stay to the end of the credits in a Marvel film. like there's people at home that don't know that?
2: And then they no. get, they go home, and they go, what?
1: What? Is it? <laughs> Actually, um, they're like, who's gonna be in the next b- 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 film?
0: Then this is another big spoiler, but I'm gonna do it because I'm a bad boy. There's an alternative ending to ICO. No, because you get you get washed up on the beach, and I just walk straight up to the person. Oh, Wow, I think it's Yorda. If you look around a bit more, you can see some watermelons on the beach. If you pick up a watermelon and carry it towards, we think we say it's Yorda. Then you go you go and meet her. She wakes up, and you're seen eating watermelons together. Aww. That's the alternative ending. Oh, that's nice. That's nice, isn't it? Watermelons. Mm, I want to play the game now because that's all, that's <laughs> nice. So sorry if there's a little bit of spoiler. Look out for watermelons. Um, I think it's only fair to put in a negative review. Ugh. Gamer 2.0. That's me, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they gave the game 67%. 67? I mean, I don't think I'd give it that. More
2: low. like Gamer no- 0.0 in your book, right, Adrian? No. Exactly.
0: Ugh. Ico isn't a bad game. It's just not all that great. <laughs> It'll be cherished by the, hard- by the hardcore as some re- renaissance of gaming godliness. But to the rest of us, it's just another one of those five-hour bargain bin games that you'll probably never get into. I mean, come on. <laughs> if you want a good adventure game for the PlayStation 2, check out Escape from Monkey Island or maybe even Silent Hill 2.
2: See Adrian, like, don't you like those games? I do,
0: but look, 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 ICO is not for everyone. But if you enjoy it, all the more power to you. The, the developer at hand definitely has talent and potential. Bitchy it, much? It will be interesting to see what else they can make and whether or not they can pull it off. Better luck next time. What is that? <laughs> I mean, Apple, I that great was a, sign off. That's a that's a joke, isn't it? Let's be honest. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't go that far. That Ooh. is. God no, I'm angry at Gamer two point zero. I think you can, oh, I'll have to rewrite
2: That's that. That's probably the Queen of Ico. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get my revenge. I uh, don't I don't Adrian think the Chase's Queen would fist. have said more power to you if you liked this game. <laughs>
0: oh dear. Alright, legacy. The legacy of ICO. We know it's left a legacy. Are you ready for this? This is Did our... you
2: say it was an Iconic game? Uh, 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 he did
0: it before you. Boo. Right, so ICO is stated by Chris Kula Cola of Wired, so good old Wired, to have influenced other video games. So I think he's spoken to um a number of people and apparently uh, I might pronounce these names wrong, so I apologise. Uh, a few game developers such as I. G. Anuma, Hideo Kojima, and Jordan Mechner have Ooh, all the of
1: uh, Persia, do you?
0: Yeah. Have all cited ICOs having influenced the visual appearance of their games, including Twilight Princess, there you go, mm-hmm. Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater, mm-hmm. and Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. Sands of Time. Mm-hmm. Now it's weird, isn't it? Because Prince of Persia inspired ICO. then and Ico then it inspired it. It's, it's circular life. It's The Sands of Time, baby. Sands of that Time. One of our most popular ever, um, blogs, uh, interviews was Mark Laidlaw. Yes. He's got, um, he's got on the act. He says he, here. He of ha- Half-Life writer fame, if people don't he's a know the name. Bit that, of a ledge. Yeah. yeah, the script writer for Half-Life series. He commented that among several other more memorable moments in the game, the point where Yorda attempts to save Ico from falling off the damaged bridge was a, was a significant event, not only for that game, but for the art of game design. That's, that's the bit I was talking about. Once, once it the, is quite heart. String pulling. For pretty much all the game, it's you trying to rescue Yorda, you're doing all the work. Mm. You know, I know she's doing and her part. And she's trying a to bit. come up with the goods. And then she's holding on to you. But it's drops like, you. She's tr- well, it's not her fault, it's the. Rob, it's the Queen's shadow. She couldn't hold on. It's not- Dylan, Dylan looks at Rob. Rob <laughs> Rob doesn't look convinced. I believe you. Aiko, uh, a little, little bit more trivia here. Ico was one of the first video games to use bloom lighting effects, which later became popular. Effects in video games. The lighting
1: is gorgeous, actually. Yeah, the light light is, is amazing. It's, it's, you know, obviously it's meant to be dull in a lot of
2: places, but the way, the, the use of light is very good. You should try that at home, Adrian. Like, I can't do the dishes. I'm in the Queen's shadow. <laughs> oh, the Queen's not my me. fault. <laughs> if I
0: hold a dish, I drop it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, Guillermo, I can't, you, Guillermo,
0: Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro. Yes,
2: the famous Oscar winning director. <laughs>
0: cited both Ico and Shadow of the Colossus as masterpieces and part of his directorial
2: influence. That's Do you know place. what films he's done?
0: He's done... Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's Labyrinth, yeah. That's what
2: I'm and thinking. The Shape of Water and Pacific Rim.
0: So why is... And picture- Hellboy.
2: He and did Hellboy. Hellboy. Oh, it swings around about <laughs> A circle of life swings around about
0: <laughs> Full circle. Um, this is one of my favourite facts. Well, it's not even a fact. It's more of a, just a bit of trivia. Well, you tell we me. We're just in a
2: massive Venn diagram right now. <laughs> yeah.
0: Johnny Greenwood... We know Johnny Greenwood?
2: Radiohead. He and he... many soundtrack albums he considers
0: of his top 10 video games, ICO might be the best one. What?
2: So what, a nerd? Nerd. Johnny, if, hey, Johnny Greenwood,
0: nerds. mate, just saying.
2: Now, do you say ICO is the Radiohead of games?
0: Yes, I would.
2: For, for only, some, only for some not for many. Get it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: HD remaster, so Ico along with Shadow of the Colossus received high definition remasters for the PS3 that was released worldwide in 2011. Uh, improved graphics, um, they would, they have slightly, they'd include the support for stereoscopic 3D and PlayStation trophies, but nothing too much extra added apparently. Um, I, I might, might check out the PS3 one because, yeah, yeah. the, the PS2 graphics,
1: by PS2 standards, are gorgeous. Yes, but but they're still a bit grainy. Let's be honest, and it's, not it's even, hard to get a decent picture out of a PS2 these days. So it's neon near, near impossible. I will look at getting that. Potentially, could be a cheap cheapest. I think get a double pack, dude. Get a double pack. Boom! It's all about
0: double pack. You know, I'm I'm, I'm you know me and my double packs. After playing iCove, um, I've ordered, but it hasn't came come yet. Shadow of the Colossus. So I might do a follow up pod that'll be fun because i I can
1: tell you how bad i am at that game as well
0: yes we can go in a bit more depth about that because great. some people actually think shadow colossus is better than ico some people prefer ico some people prefer the last guardian but just to sort of whet your appetite the shadow colossus is this this is a prequel to ico it's the same universe Mm. it's the prequel it's the prequel Um, but it's the sequel but it's the prequel it really is so yeah um i've this is Rob Sorry a bit. he loves it. We're gonna finish up now, but I chucked it on Twitter, like I said, now I've got some comments. Our lovely Twitter buddies. So to himself didn't comment, he just liked, he pressed a button. So he's, he's He did bigger. press a button when he saw it. He pressed a button, which is cool. He liked my 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 tweet. But Orange Caution. Yeah, Orange Caution, yeah, Twitter At mate. Orange caution. He says, Brilliant game that defined what a game could be. I honestly consider it to be a work of art, and I've nothing but love for it. The follow-up Shadow Colossus is even better, and honestly, in my top uh, five ever. Okay, okay. Anthony uh, Derso? Oh yeah, um, good, good. Well, he's a member of he's a AA, of A.A. Basically, crew, really. it's a real classic. Adriano, I think he also did Shadow of the Colossus. He did. <laughs> um, Mike, who made who made Fallen, who's making Fallen City Brawl. Yes, he's very, also very featured a lot in we, Attack. He's always uh, tweeting stuff about us. Love it. ICO is a wonderful game. I think my favorite of these three. Uh, for me, to Ueda classics, the PS3 remaster of ICO is excellent too. I'd welcome very much a PS4 remake along the lines of the recent Shadow of the Colossus because you can get that on the PS4 as well mm-hmm. now, apparently. Yeah,
1: they they remastered it for the PS3, but then they remade it because there's clearly a lot of fans of it, so they remade it on the PS4.
0: Derek Dash, this is gonna Derek Dash. Hello, uh, Derek. This is yeah. gonna chuck a few cats amongst the pigeons. I he says, you. "Never played it." <laughs> well done, mate.
2: <laughs> oh, th- thanks for chipping in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have Shadow of the Clossus on PS4.
2: Still in the wrapping. <laughs> <laughs> Never played it. Um,
0: yeah. Um, take
1: it out of the wrapping. Take it out man. the wrapping, yeah, Derek. I love
2: it. It's like when you kind of read, when you read like a review of like a new band and like a newspaper website, there'll always be like some old bastard fo- at like at the top and there'll be one word coming. Who? Who? <laughs> <laughs>
0: No. Also when there's Amazon questions, on Amazon you can ask questions, say, can this can can you do does this work on this? And someone says, Not sure mate, sorry. And mm. why would you provide <laughs> that? <laughs> oh
2: that's fine. Andy
0: Endine. Andy Endine, and big Andy. fan of the show and big fan of DAS. <laughs> Beautiful game, one of the PSC's finest. Short and sharp, Mandy. There you go, mate. you you you're pretty much featured every week now, Andy. Yeah. Item Shop DX, he says, you may wish to look into the surrealist artist who inspired much of the style. And he gave me a Wikipedia link. So I did, and I told you about that crazy artist. I forget his name now. Cheers, but bud. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I did look at it. Up. Um, uh, Ryan McCla- McClunsky. He's got a, a blue tick next to his name. Wow, so he's a verified person. So he says, one of <laughs> my fave games game. ever. It's verified. Yeah, <laughs> it verified. Royston. I love Daiko, the relief when you got to a sofa, you know, yeah, after a long day's work, you want to get to a sofa, mate, also it demands a second playthrough, if you don't know why, I won't spoil it, now I've heard rumours that if you play a second playthrough, you play it again, you can understand Yorda's, uh, when Yorda speaks, there's like hieroglyphics on the board, you you can understand them more, I think there's a few extra sort of easter eggs thrown in, but I'm not totally sure. Maybe I'll play it again. You never know. Do it, but I mean, you clearly love the game, so why don't you just play it again? Jeff. Good old Jeff uh, Jeff Say Hi said, I adore Shadow of the Colossus and The Last Guardian. Hi, Jeff. But Ico is my absolute favourite of the three. A genuine classic. William Roberts. One, I have, but still yet to get around to playing. Also on a demo, which I have played. Like the style, so I might eventually get playing it. Time permitting. Oh, God, mate. You need a lot of time for this. And the final for you. Uh Dravalon Seek. I'm a huge fan of Shadow of the Colossus. Icon, and The Last Guardian. And he done a kind of laughing face. A bit odd. Uh, J-Town. It was like an evil
1: laugh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am the witcher. <laughs> um, J-Town. He says, Ico is a great game. Absolutely loved the atmosphere. Docs said, my favorite game, K-Stone. It's an excellent game, no doubt about it. But I was much more into their spiritual, spiritual sequel, Shadow of the Colossus. That was a stunning game, I thought. And the last Twitter... Uh, thing from T James 12 says this was one of the first video games I ever played and it set my preferences for immersive atmospheres in video
2: games still a favorite to this day at this point i'd like to remind everyone that i'm not on social media and <laughs> any abuse you send to the arcade attack uh, to Dylan. twitter well, like account will not be seen by me
1: i mean that's good i mean i can screenshot all abuse and, and send it <laughs> to rob so that's fine um we're not we're not we're not strangers to a bit of Twitter abuse, so that's fine. No, Been done that feel free to sling it our way. I mean what you know, what I, I will I will give you my little round upon on ICO. Yeah. Here we go. Uh it looks fantastic. I mean obviously by PS2 standards, I think it is it and Shadow of the Colossus are the two best looking games on it. It you have to persist I mean if you if you're a bit of a blackguard and you just you pick up a walkthrough, actually those old walkthroughs that used to be on those notepad documents, remember them? Yes. Pick up one of those, read it as you're playing it, you know, and then you can just like smash it out. But otherwise, if you, if you enjoy trying to, you know, wandering around for ages sometimes. In fact, even that first bit when you're in the tomb, it took me ages to work out, um, the door that kind of like clunks down, like how to get that up. It just like, it took me eight forever. I just haven't got that kind of thinking power. So if you have that kind of thinking power, perfect. It's good for that type of gamer. If you're like me and Rob and you prefer the kind of like the arcade kind of jump into it kind of thing, probably not your cup of tea.
0: But, yeah. Do you reckon that's a reason why you're not really into Zelda games as well, then? Do you reckon that's... Yeah. One, yeah?
2: <laughs> yeah. Fair
0: days. Rob, have you got any final thoughts before we wrap up?
2: No, day? I'll leave you to uh, put a cap on it.
0: Um... I think it's worth playing. It's a game I had never, I've seen before. I've, I've kind of heard about it before. I never really, you know, you know played it. For, well, in 2019, guys, i completed it in 2019. Still thought it was beautiful. Still think it holds up unbelievably well. It's, um, I'm desperate to play these other games. So for me, don't you worry, mate. I'm, I'm going to try your Shadow of the Colossus soon. And I've heard great things. So guys, if you want a game that's Zelda-ish, minimalistic, but really effective and quite, quite pulls in the heartstrings a bit, check out ICO
2: thanks for listening to today's podcast we really hope you enjoyed it if you want to get in touch regarding this week's episode or anything else you can tweet us at arcade uk at Barlow 82 and at arcade underscore adriano we're also on facebook at facebook.com slash arcade uk Please check out our website at arcadeattack.co.uk for lots of retro gaming goodness, interviews, reviews, features, top 10s, etc. And you can also find all our previous podcasts there. Our podcasts are available to stream from the website and are available to download for free from Stitcher, Podbean and iTunes. Where you can also leave us a review and a rating, which we would really, really appreciate. So until next time, take care and we'll speak to you soon.